Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? What's up? Um, dude, you got to owe Steve because I'm tapped out, man. Really? Yeah, I, 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 I haven't. I've been racking my brain trying to come up with one. And I, I just, I just, daddy don't have it today. You have one? Uh... Oh, Steve! <laughs> I want to get right to this motherfucker here because uh, I don't really get many. But Andy uh, sent me one. And as I read it, I thought it was just for me. Just for me. You know what that is? Uh-uh. I was a black. That was the black song jingle for the black children's hair care products. It was just for black kids. It would be a commercial. And a little black girl will come on and go, just for me, for our hair. Okay. Um, I thought you would know about that because you did the Murray's joke. So I thought you knew about I use Murray's. That's some, the only reason nigg- I knew some it. Some nigger grease. Okay. Um, so this one is just for me, which I thought it was. But then, and what was interesting, just to give you guys some context, Andy had asked me if I knew this dude. And he mentioned his name, Angel something. And I was like, nah. But then by the time I finished reading this email, it occurred to me who this cocksucker is. So without further ado, <clears throat> let me get into this. Um, Aries is a racist and sexist and a liar. If you ain't a woman because he thinks with his dick, fucking lose. Ooh, shit. And if you ain't black or if you don't give him money, he's a lying piece of shit like our government. I t- first red flag right there. He brought in the government on his emotions. Okay. I told him about Dave Chappelle and he gives the credit to someone else. And whoever removed my other comment, it means, you know, I'm right. You piece of shit. Andy Steinberg. 
why he's taking this out on Andy. I don't know. You can hide, but you know the truth about Aries. He's a phony and an ugly motherfucker that sees me a good-looking Puerto Rican that don't pay for pussy, and he's jealous, and he was supposed to birthday shout out me, that liar. Now I know why Hollywood is like that to you. They know phonies. The irony. The phonies know a phony. <laughs> um, he's a, he, They know phonies. Loser, you can't hide the truth. Taking credit, you losers. Your, your women are with y'all because they either desperate or gold diggers. Pick one. That's why we don't. That's why he don't talk about me on the podcast. He knows I'm right. Piece of shit. <sighs> Andy, you're not going to hit him. Nah, nah. L- l- let me hit him. Nah, fuck that. Let me hit him. N- nah, let me hit him. All right, fuck it. We both going to hit him. <laughs> First of all, let me say this. Uh, l- let me, let me, let me say this. First of all, um, this nigga brought in the government, which I think uh, is a red flag that this motherfucker may do some shit that's going to la- land him on television. Um, what you think? You're the only motherfucker that's ever said t- said anything to me about Dave Chappelle? First of all, what do you think you would ever need to say to me about Dave Chappelle? I don't know already. I told you, my two favorite comedians, Patrice and Dave. I, I, the only thing keeping me from having a shrine in my crib, a la Dave Chappelle, is I don't want to come off like you. <laughs> I know everything there is to know about Dave. If you, whatever little tidbit of what you think is new information you have given to me, nigga, you late to the party. That's number one. And there are many holes in your bullshit email. And then I'm going to really tell people who you are. Um, Dave Chappelle, da, 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 and you said right, and I know and why you brought Andy into this. I have no idea. Maybe I said something about Dave Chappelle. Do you think? Did I say something? No, he 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 doesn't specifically say why he's busting your balls. Um, we know the truth about Aries. He's a phony. And listen, dude. And, and, and when Dave Chappelle's keeping it real, goes wrong. Nah, sometimes I keep it too real, too much, to my detriment. Phony and me don't go together, nigga. Um, ugly motherfucker. Well, that's subjective. Uh, a good Puerto Rican. Bah, 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 bah. And like I said, Hollywood knows a phony. Hollywood is phony. It's phony. And that, the irony in that is fucking hilarious. And as far as men being with women that are gold diggers, uh, what bitch don't like money? What bitch ain't turned on by money? Like Paul Mooney said, a wet pussy and a dry purse don't match. Uh, that's just a given. I can speak for Andy when I go, he ain't no, his woman ain't no gold digger. He might be the gold diggy. <laughs> his woman is a lawyer. She got bank, nigga. He's with her. So you're wrong on that account. Now let me get to what I really want to say. At first, I did not know who the fuck this was. But now I know exactly who this nigga is. And I know why I blocked you. I think seriously, Angel, you have mental issues. I think you, and I'm not even trying to be funny. I think I think there's something mentally wrong with you, uh, because again, and I said this before, I don't mind a motherfucker taking shots at me, jokingly, tongue in cheek, respectfully. 
I'm a comic. I got to be able to take it if I give it. But I know the difference between laugh with and laugh at. And you were doing starting to do things when you would DM me where and, 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 and let's let, let me before I even say that. This is all about the fact that I didn't shout out your birthday, nigga. What are you, eight? You didn't give me a birthday shout Are you a fucking child? This is what you're mad about? Let me tell you something. Our boy Kush, Kush Kohner, I always fuck his name up. The, the Indian yeah. from Toronto. Yeah, yeah. This, Cole Kush. Cole Kush. This nigga listens to us faithfully. He's like a day one, along with... My man, who you just mentioned Michael on the lab, Michael Rickens, uh, Sergio Sosa, Shamor, Farah, Leslie V, uh, Optimus Prime. We got the regulars, nigga. Shannon. I don't get to everybody's email. And Lord knows, Kosh, I've been fucking up because he has sent me emails and, I, and I've been like, yo, I'm going to get to it. Somehow it slips through the cracks. We run out of time. None of them take that shit personal, man. Now, 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 now Kulsh, is it Kulsh? Yeah. Kulsh. He might hit me up and be like, dude, you know I care, man. <laughs> but I was disappointed you didn't read my email. Can you feel it, baby? But he don't act, he don't do what you just did. And what's crazy about you, and this is why I think you off, dog, you would send me messages Based on, you would ask me a question. Hey, man, did you see, and I'm just making shit up, because, but it's the gist. Hey, did you see the football game yesterday? And because I didn't give you an answer, you go, you motherfucker. You didn't fucking get back to me. I asked you about the fucking football game, you fucking piece of shit. Something wrong with you, B. Something wrong with you. No means no. If you get with a woman, something's wrong with you, B. You can't lose it just because I don't fucking talk to you on a regular basis. You know what I mean? People hit me up. And, and again, most, 95% of so-called air quotes I'm doing here, celebrities don't interact with their fans. They don't give a fuck about y'all. I talk to the people. I interact with the people. I don't be on that celebrity shit. Whatever that means. So I'm not sitting here saying, dude, you ought to be lucky I'm even talking to you. Because that would be some high and mighty shit, and that ain't me. But, you know, I try to get to you when I can. Nigga, I'm looking at porn on my phone a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at different shit. I'm, I'm reading, you know, stocks and shit and trying to figure some money shit out. I ain't got time to converse with you on every fucking level. But the fact you took that shit so personally and you started hitting me with consistent uh, uh, insults, fat motherfucker, you're a piece of shit. I, even though I'm reading it, I hear your tone. Nah, nigga, you blocked, yo. You up out of here, yo. Fuck out of here. Matter of fact, dog, for you, I'm, I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to read this again. I'm going to read this again the proper way uh, on your behalf. Yo, Steve, hook me up, dog. Aries is a racist and sexist and a liar. If you ain't a woman because he thinks with his dick, fucking loser. And if you ain't black or if you don't give him money, he's a lying piece of shit like our government. I told him about Dave Chappelle 
and he gives the credit to someone else. And whoever removed my other comment, it means you know I'm right, you piece of shit, Andy Steinberg. You can hide, but we know the truth about Aries. He's a phony and an ugly motherfucker that seems sees me, a good-looking Puerto Rican, that don't pay for pussy, and he's jealous, and he was supposed to birthday shout out me. That liar. Now I know why Hollywood is like that to you. They know phonies. Loser, you can't hide the truth. Taking credit, you losers. Your women are with y'all because they either desperate or gold diggers. Pick one. That's why he don't talk about me on the podcast. He knows I'm right. Piss of shit. Is it my turn? Yes, it's your turn. Angel, right? Yes. Happy birthday, motherfucker. See, even through your wickedness, Andy gave you a fucking birthday shout out. Shout out now. Shut the fuck up. There we go, nigga. And if for some reason you should pass on to the next life early, I'll be at your funeral to say happy birthday. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, and now I do. My boy Kush did send me one. I want to get to his only because I can't say what I just said and then not read his shit. So Kosha, here it is. Kosha, K H A I R A. But that's not how he has it on Instagram. No, but how you say that? Kush Cole on Instagram, isn't it? Kush Cole, but Kosha Kaharia, Kaharia. Dude, send in a, a voice message. Yes. That's not all you said. It's Kosha <laughs> Karai. That's probably right. Kosha <laughs> Karai. Um, watch The Servant, Aries and Andy. Watch The Servant Show. It's on Apple TV, and it's on Sensational. And, oh, and it is Sensational. Pardon me. It's first season as of right now. They are currently filming season two. I have recommended this show to you both several times. It would be cool if you both watched it. Broke it down and analyzed it on the podcast. Question, have y'all ever watched Down to Earth with Chris Rock? Hmm. I thought it was his best film. My favorite Chris Rock film. Any thoughts about it? Finally, if you could both make a comedy action film, like say a Rush Hour type of film, who would you have as your starring five actors and actresses? Mine would be Aerie Spears, Will Smith, Denzel, Jim Carrey, Keanu Reeves, Love and Light, my patinus. Um Have you ever heard of Sensational? No, uh, I haven't. I'd like to. I'd like to check it out, but I don't know anybody who has Apple TV. Apple. I don't either. But there's a couple good shows on there. I would like to get it. Right. Maybe we'll have to figure out a way to. I'll let you get it and then tell me if it's worth getting. All right. Um. Down to Earth. You seen it, Chris uh-uh. Rock? What is that one? I think that's the one where he dies and he comes. Chaz Palminteri is in it. I think it's the one where he dies and he comes back as Chaz Palminteri. Is it something? Kind of, is it kind of like a remake of Heaven Can Wait? I think. Uh, was was that, that a romantic comedy? Well, kind of, and that's with the. Um, no, I'm not going to remember the dude's name. Sorry. Warren Beatty? Yeah, Warren Beatty. I don't think so, because I remember seeing that when I was a kid, and that was like more of a romantic comedy. Yeah, so this wasn't. This was No, I don't think so. Uh, but no, I've never seen it, dog. Um, and as far as, a, as far as a rush hour, don't make a comedy, rush hour. Dog, you always give big numbers to break down. Five actors and actresses. Jesus. Just say two sets. Um, rush hour. That's like a buddy comedy, right? Yeah, it's a buddy comedy. Um, 
It's an action buddy comedy. Action buddy comedy. I always had this fantasy they did a rush hour, not a rush hour, but a bad boys three, and I was like in it, like as a cousin to one of them dudes, and it'd be a threesome. Um, but yeah, man, I don't have a particular any as long as they funny, I don't give a fuck. Jamie Foxx, Dave, fucking, you know, Kevin. Yeah, I, first of all, I'm a dude. I like action. I like comedy. So yeah, just give me some shit. Yeah. You you haven't seen Dave at, when Dave did you didn't see that movie. Uh, I know Stars what you're Born. talking about. No, dude, he's he can act. I think most comics can act. Uh, I don't know the dude I'd put in my movie, right. Paul Giamatti. He's so fucking weird, dude. Man. I think that dude is a good actor and funny. This is an action though. Yeah, I want him in my movie. That would be funny. Both you niggas running. Yeah, picture picture you me and him. That's what picture funny. you doing the scene in Bad Boys One. As Will Smith with your shirt open. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he sends, he actually sent another email. So let me go ahead and do this back to back. Um, again, from Kulsh. Oh, he goes, thank you, Mookie. Aries and Andy, that advice email was a wake up call for so many of us. Both Aries and Andy, y'all helped him greatly with your words of encouragement. I wanted to contribute a special record. For Matthew, hopefully this song will help. YouTube the song. YouTube the song link is attached below. One of my favorite rap groups. One of my one of my favorite rap songs from one of my favorite rap groups. Feel free to play it if y'all can just if play it if y'all can. Cause how long you been fucking with us, nigga? Uh, this is not the autobahn. We need traffic lights and stop signs, nigga. Some commas, some periods, some exclamation points. This is not the autobahn. We're not just... There's a talk to text right there. Yeah, we're not just running at 100 miles an hour with no lights and signals. I need, I need a comma and a period, nigga. Feel free to play it if y'all can. Just so we can all feel empowered for Mookie. I wish you would have said what the song is. I don't know what it is. I'm clicking the link. Well, I'm not, not going to play it right now. No, nah, because we could have problems on Spotify with it. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I just wanted to see what the fuck the song was. But fuck it, that's doing a lot right now. Um, cool, man. All right. This next one. Excuse me. Kevin Thomas. Horror movie roundup. Future suggestions. Good moment to you gentlemen. Good moment. Where are you from, baby? It's over. Yeah. That was it. Moment was done. That was it. It was good. That was a good one. All right. Hi, guys. I'll keep this email brief. Here are a few horror movies from the 1980s that would make great conversation for a future episode on your podcast, Fright Night. Fright. Oh, on your podcast. Fright Night. Comma. There you go. There you go. Fright Night 2 and Sleepaway Camp. The first two of these three movies I humbly suggest to you are cult classics. Many know. Especially the first Fright Night. Did you ever see that? Yeah, I saw Fright Night. I, I want to say I saw it, but I can't. I don't remember. I, I know I saw a it. single thing. All right. Um, Sleepaway Camp. Never heard of. Is a slept on movie. Pun intended. It uses a, it uses some so. Oh, er, now nah, I need a pause. It uses some societal ways of life mixed with good storytelling uh, that makes for a good slasher movie that is absent. 
of supernatural elements. Sleepaway Camp's plot is a movie, especially the ending you will not be able to predict without watching. That could easily win audiences over in today's social climate. I'll include links in this email for you to be able to watch it for free on YouTube, along with a link for Fright Night 2 on YouTube and videos about unknown facts about Fright Night and the Howling 1981 werewolf movie. Best one of the series. Keep the flow going on the show and continue and continue to encounter success in life overall. Very respectfully, Kevin Thomas. And then he sends the links. Um, let me ask you something. Because when he mentioned the howling, you ever see that? Yeah. See that. Was it good? Yeah. Werewolf in London, to me, is the greatest werewolf or slash horror. Anything to do with wolves, that's the cake. Because we saw it at a time when that was exceptional. Mind-blowing. But that wouldn't hold, it doesn't hold up today. You don't think so? Did you, have you seen it lately? I watched it about a year yeah, ago. Th- maybe I could see where you're saying certain pieces, it, but, but if, the transformation. If you were a, if you were someone who's grown up in an age where that is commonplace to see these kind of movies where someone changes that, really, not but, even a little bit. You don't think it holds up? I think it holds. I think the story's great. I love it. I I thought it was great. Because now that would all be CGI'd. Yeah, and it, it doesn't have the same effect that it had on. I don't know, Andy. I don't know about that, dog. Because when you look at that, I know exactly what you're saying. Certain camera shots up close or an angle, you'll go, oh, man, that's so. Well, you but know, overall, yeah. that transformation is dope. The hand and, the, and then the and face. The, and the face coming you out. Know, you know, those are two different animatronics. Am- am- now you're about to fuck yeah, me up. Yeah, I can't. Animatronics. Yeah. And they're just holding it up. I saw like the making of it. And the guy, one guy's holding up. The, yeah, but you couldn't yeah. tell that on screen. Yeah, but I mean, it wouldn't be like that today. Today, it's just so different. I don't think they would make people go. Uh, Ooh. You know, I believe in that saying. Sometimes too much is a good thing. Like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, CGI. When you're doing extreme storytelling, like comic book movies, or just certain like a disaster movie, thank God. But. Besides the nostalgia, there's something to be said about the way, the, like you said, the animatronics, the puppeteers. Some of that stuff had an authenticity to it. To it, um, it felt better. Yeah. Well, like, have you seen the original Jurassic Park at all? Yeah, I know where you're going with this. You can really, it really doesn't, it, it takes you out of it. It, 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 it takes you out of it, especially that opening scene when uh, Dr. Grant sees the Brachiosaurus for the first time. Welcome to Jurassic Park. You could see it, dude. It's yeah. like, it's, yeah. Versus when you look at, not, is it this last one? This last Jurassic World. And I, I know I mentioned this on a podcast. When the girl gets out of the military vehicle because she hears the of the brachiosaurus when the when they show that brachiosaurus 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 when they show the brachiosaurus societal animatronics i'm trying to say all that shit now yeah, dinosaur they, dinosaur but when they when they show that his leg hit the ground that looked great the texture it looked it made the original jurassic park shot seem horrible so the only reason I said that is that doesn't hold up. 
the original Jurassic Park to what we have today. So, I mean, it's just... So- yes, you're right. It doesn't hold up. But some of those scenes with the T-Rex when it first breaks out of the cage yeah. at night with the rain, that, that, I'll take that over CGI any day. Okay. That looks phenomenal. But I'm just saying that it, it, it's very low tech today. Uh, right. I don't think people would appreciate it as much. I thought it was, I thought it was great. I love his, the, my favorite part of that movie was his friend decomposing. As, uh, yeah. As he, and it was just a little, it was subtle. It was just right. a little bit. Right. Yeah, that, that was great. You know, it's almost like you feel like, because everything can be so CGI'd now, are we pushing people out of business? Like those guys that win those awards, Stan Winston, Rick Baker, those dudes are Oscar-winning makeup artists. I don't think it pushes them out because it, 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 it's a combination now. Right. They're making them. They're you making, don't think it'll ever get to a point where they don't need those guys? And go, look, we'll just CGI everything. You know, someday, someday they're not going to need actors. That's sad. No, I'm gonna, fuck if we're there, I'm out. And I don't mean out the business. I mean, I'm, I'm take me out of life because we're on some other shit now. You might come in. You read like they make you, they make you make like twenty five faces, and uh, then they that's make horrible. Away. Could be done. Uh, you know, while they're bringing up all these movies, did you ever see Leprechaun? I will refuse to watch that shit, <laughs> dude. I listen, and I know it's one of those things where you go, "It's so bad, it's good." I've seen little trailers for that bullshit. I can't do it, dog. Dude, I felt the same way as you, and then I saw it, and I was like, man, why didn't I watch this? From a, it was good, or it was so bad, it was good? It was, it was so bad, it was good. It was scary. Really? Yeah. There's parts where you go, what the fuck? It, it is a what the fuck movie. What the fuck? <sighs> I definitely, I, I, I mean, if you have extra time, and you have it, I, I'm not saying rent it. Right. I'm just saying, if if you happen to be, well, you watching, just showed your age. Rent it. <laughs> you still rent movies now, though. Do we? Yeah, you go on to. I thought it was streaming now. Yeah, but you go on to Prime. Okay. And then it says, "You're right. Rent. You're right. You're right." I'm not that far off. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know that I'd pay. Yeah, if you have a few people over and you want to watch a bad movie, two ninety nine. Nothing wrong with it. You know what? I bet you if we did some edibles. That would be the shit. Dude, it's, he's scary. Leprechaun off some edibles. There's some scary moments in that movie. My man, Red Grant, comedian, Red Grant, yeah, you know Red? Yeah, I know Red. He's in Leprechaun 4. <laughs> Do you even put that on your resume? Nigga, did you, Leprechaun 4, you didn't see 1, 2, and 3? Oh, my God. All right. Do you know what was wrong with 1, 2, 3? What? Red Grant wasn't in it. Didn't get good till 4. There you go. I might have to see four just to see how they kill that nigga. Do you think it's early in the movie? Nah, we we we've. Well, wait, wait a minute. What year, what decade was Leprechauns? Nineties? I think so. Yeah, they might have. Niggas started lasting once the millennium hit after Scream. After Scream, but that was by the two thousands. Yeah, because Scream started. Yeah, throwing off. Uh, yeah, niggas started living once we hit the two thousands. Um. It, guys, I would love to get a list from y'all of horrendous horror movies. Just the bad ones. The top 10 awful. And me and Andy should watch those. Yeah, not comedy bad movie. Yeah, like, no, this was meant to be taken seriously. Yeah. But in its seriousness, it's comical. Yeah. Not like uh, Abbott and Costello meet the mummy or anything. No, 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 no. All right. Mookie. 
MJ versus LeBron debate stops here. Okay, Aries and Andy, grab a drink. I'm about to go off. But first, my little sis says you should give me a 60-second segment called Mookie's Minute. I like that. Yeah, you're just going to have to write Mookie's Minute with all punctuation. Not saying that he doesn't. I'm just saying, making sure that. Yeah, I like that, Mook. Way to fucking infuse yourself into the game. Um, Now to the meatloaf of this email. 6-0 and o beats 4-6 and six any fucking day. What about those two records? It's hard to comprehend. I would rather only play in six NBA finals and win all six than play in 10 and only win four. And even if he does get to six rings, his record is still six and six. You fucking momos. Sorry, my inner Italian, which is my mom's side of the family, came out. You fucking momos. LeBron has to live with being beaten six times in the finals. Sixth. Not two. Six. Ask Michael Jordan how it felt to lose in the finals. Oops, you can't. Ask Michael Jordan on what it, his thoughts on what was his thought process for game seven of the finals. Oops, you can't. And since we want to create stats for LeBron, how the fuck do you ignore Jordan has never played in a game seven in the NBA finals? Mr. Big Nose Nick Wright. Come on, man. I was born in the 90s, so I'm from the era of Jordan's second three-peat till today. And I can tell you LeBron ain't better than him. And peep this. Jordan didn't win till he had the right pieces. Okay, cool. But them pieces came to him. Unlike LeBron, who also didn't win till he got pieces. Traveled to his pieces. Now, this is where I'm going to be called bitter. I'm a Miami Heat fan, so when I speak down on LBJ, people say, oh, he mad because he left. Or how... Can you talk trash about a player that gave you two rings first? Oh, two rings. First of all, he came to my team. I ain't hop on bandwagon teams following him around. And second, he chose a team he knew he knew could beat that Celtic team that kept taking his lunch money. Then he froze in the Dallas Mavericks series. Then he beats a young Thunder team for his first ring. Then he beats San Antonio, luckily, because of Ray Allen in game six. Then gets mollywhopped by San Antonio the next year and leaves Miami because he's soft and realized the Miami office ain't put ain't his puppets. Pat Riley wasn't going to remove or pick up players because LBJ said so. So I ain't mad about him leaving. I don't like how he left. We beat the Spurs. They beat us and was supposed to go at it one more time. Best out of three. But nope, LBJ went back to Cleveland where he knew he could control the office like a spoiled bitch. Hmm. The karma whoops his ass when KD pulls a bitch move to solidify himself with rings, and it was against LBJ both times. Michael Jordan is the best. You got to respect the man that made sure he ain't lose a final series, and he did it while having a lot of inner internal beef with the office. With the office. Come on, man. But Aries, I do disagree with you about the bubble. I actually love the bubble because it was basically all road games, no home advantage, and you can judge your squad on how they look on the road. Shout out to my team, Miami Heat, for making it to the finals. 6-0 was 6-0. No experience of losing in NBA finals. Jordan is the GOAT. It's the GOAT. Bars. Uh, I'm tired of writing. Fuck this email. LeBron is a big four. No reason crybaby. Can he ball? Yes. Is he great? Yes. But he at the bottom of the list. I'm out. Um, first of all, Mook, I always say, and, and to the record comparison, what would you rather have? A monstrous-sized dick that works sometimes four and six or, or, a big, or an average-sized dick that works all the time, six and oh. Give me the average dick. 
Um, but to LeBron's defense, I will say this. That year they played the Spurs again in the finals when they lost, when they could have won their third ring in Miami. That wasn't on LeBron. That was on D-Wade. LeBron was ready, cocked, loaded, ready to fire on all cylinders. D-Wade was a shell of himself by then. He was kind of hurt. Bosh was limping his way through that season. Injuries is what stopped the Spurs. And I put the blame on D-Wade because, truthfully, D-Wade was at his peak of his powers in 06 when he carried the Heat to that championship because Shaq wasn't really Shaq no more. Um, And after that, every year D-Wade's body was eroding more and more. And to beat the Spurs, a finely tuned, on top of their game, well-coached Popovich Spurs, yo, you got you got to bring it. You got to have it. And D-Wade, once again, you need help. No one does it alone. D-Wade, D-Wade didn't show up that series. So. You saw that interview. Uh, who sent us that? Oh, fuck. I, listen, uh, I got to shout some people out again. Um, I'm going to mess this up. Uh, you saw that interview, though, that Michael uh, Jordan did with uh, Cigar Magazine. Yeah. yeah. And, and he said uh, when they talked about the top athletes and Jordan was number one. And Jordan said, but I'm also the youngest on the list. Right. Which means I had the heaviest vote from the people that, from today because I'm current. And people who are voting are current. They're, they're, right. And he said, so, you know, eventually... You know, LeBron, LeBron's going to have more, more votes than me because it's it it is about what's current. I think that we're just in that in uh, a vortex of time where we're really split, where people who really know Jordan in the game really feel like it was Jordan. And the guys that are young that say that it's LeBron, they just don't have that that they yeah, don't have Jordan that. Jordan wasn't a era. No, and and that that's why. So I don't think it's anything that. Uh, that's why I said I don't even have to argue this anymore. I mean, I know what it is. Like, how I can say Pryor is still the GOAT. Right. But you, there's other things to take into account on what makes you the GOAT. Not right. just... And, and with... Uh, when, when, when I take uh, Jordan and I make him... And I said that's the GOAT, it's because of the will to win and the mental aspect of the game. Not just his, not just his physical ability. Not just the rings. Mm-hmm. Not just... It, it was... To his detriment, almost in a way, when Jordan even talks about, like, that's how I play the game. If you don't want to play the game that way, then don't play, play the, the game. game. It, was, it was all or nothing for Jordan. Right. And so it's a different kind of player. That mentality, that's what made him, to me, the best player ever. But it, it's at a cost. This is why, again, I love The Last Dance so much. Every, everything you needed to know to, to solidify GOAT status, you saw it. Yeah. You did, what else? And to be honest, somebody else sent me that link to that hour-long interview with him and the dude in the cigars. I'm going to be honest, dude, and I love Jordan to death. That interview was... Because I was like, dude, coming off The Last Dance, fuck, we, we, what are you talking about? Yeah, but The Last Dance was still being edited at that time. No, no, but I'm just yeah. saying that interview with the, with the cigars... There was no meat on that bone for me. I, li- I liked it, though. I liked when he said, you know, you don't really do these interviews. He's like, no. But, you know. And but what I'm saying is, if you're going to do the interview, give me the meat. 
Give me something to, to, to lick my fingers to. After the last dance, which was so juicy, I just was hearing Mike talk. Yeah, but the difference is when you do an interview and you're just talking about things that happen, like Jordan really lets his game speak for him. And the only reason he spoke through the last dance is because he was watching video of what was happening. So right. he was commenting on the video. He doesn't, you know, that's, I guess that's when you're, when you don't have to tell people you're the greatest. Right. That's when you're the greatest. Yeah, but Mike told niggas too. But he told him in his in his game. Yeah, no, he did it verbally. That that that's why I'm like the mystique. That's why the last dance was so great because everything was what we what was what we were designed to see. Sometimes I dream, squeaky clean image. That's Mike. He don't curse or do nothing wrong. When we really find out, bitch, ho, fuck you, bitch. You make a jump shot, you fat head motherfucker. I'm black Jesus. Come on, man. But, okay. And, again, just for, you know, looking at both sides, do you think that Jordan in this social media age could have been that Jordan, that same kind of Jordan? No, because, I mean, he even alluded to, I would get killed in this Twitter age. In that interview with the cigar dude, he said, I would get killed in this social media age. And that, that's, that's one of the things that's amazing about LeBron. Right. Because he works out of this right. this period of time, um, but the goat's the goat, and LeBron, I love him, one of the greatest. Listen, you, you cannot deny that LeBron is one of the greatest to ever play the game. And I know I talk a lot of shit and give him a lot of shit, but he's a bad motherfucker. There's no question. Do I think he's played in a softer era? Yeah. Do I think he could have played in a tougher era? Yeah. Um, do I think he would have been as successful in the tougher era? No. Do do. See, I disagree with you on that. I think he, you think he would have been as successful. I think he could have been a better player in a tougher era because it, he has the body for it. And I think that if he had been mentally challenged, you know, when he was young, when he's playing in high school, he's he's a man amongst kids. Yeah. So he didn't have that. Like, if he had to play in the games, that 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 magic played in, right. where you got beat up while you're playing. He might have had a mental toughness that was different when he first came into the league that he didn't have. I think if he would have played in college, yeah. he would have had a different makeup, yeah. a, a much needed, tougher makeup. But, you know, going up against the bad boy Pistons, Lambeer, Mahorn, Sally, Rodman, going up against Shaq, Kobe, going up against... The Knicks, Ewing, Mason, Oakley, Starks, Harper, Could you, the, 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 the Pacers, the Davis boys. But uh, think about what you just said. Think about the time that he played. If he played in the time, could you imagine him going down the lane and Mason being there to greet him? Hello. He would have changed his mentality, though. I would, I, I would hope so. So I think he could Because have, all the flopping and the crying... Wouldn't have flew back then. I think he could have been better than he is now. Right. I I really do. I think he would have had a different kind of game. I think it would have been a harder game, and his mentality would have been a lot stronger. 
So I, that's just my, my, my thought, but that's why I still give it to Jordan. Um, that's how it works. Um, yeah, so listen, man. I, you know, I, I agree with what he said, though. Right. I, hats off to LeBron. Uh, but again, the way he went about it, hopping from different teams. You know, Scotty and Horace Grant was brought to Michael. Do the draft. Dennis Rodman was brought to Michael. Michael didn't go out and seek, hey, come play with me. You know, LeBron, AD, Wade, Bosh. Now I'm going back to Cleveland. Now it sounds like I'm contradicting myself, but, you know, he left Cleveland because he didn't have help. So when he saw Kyrie there, he went, oh, shit, this bad little motherfucker, this point guard, that's help. But then he also recruited Kevin Love. Yeah, but that team, that's, that's, the, that's the championship that I give him the most credit for. Right. Even though a lot of people say Kyrie had a lot to do with that championship, which I, he did. But Kevin Love, a great player, but he's not, he's not going to go down in history as a game changer. If Kevin Love was the Kevin Love that he was in Minnesota, so, that team was, whoa. But, but he wasn't. But he couldn't be because LeBron had to be the star of that team. You don't think he still could have been that? Not, not to that extent, because he was the, he was, the, he was the. Everything went through Kevin, right? So it was a different game that he had to play, you know. But going back to Jordan again too, when you brought up uh, Rodman, that that's also a difference uh, on mentality because you would have thought that there's no way that Scottie Pippen and Jordan would have went, yeah, let's bring in Rodman because of the experience that they had with him. But they needed him. But that's what I'm saying. Their mentality is, yeah, let's, that's the guy that we need. Right. Let's bring We're him. replacing Horace Grant on steroids. Yeah. Not as good a jump shooter, but rebounder and defender? Shit. Scotty, you, make four, you, you get four more points. I'll get six more. That makes up for Horace Grant's 10 points. And, and, <laughs> right, and, and right, we'll have, right. Uh, but it's a, different, it's a different mentality to be able to do that. I, I, I don't see, and this is where where the, I, I hate to say softness, but LeBron didn't play with people he didn't like. It was always a problem when he played with people. That, right. he, he, and if you fucked his mother, you was homeless. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to go all the way there. I, was, <laughs> I insinuated a little bit of it, but I didn't take it all the way there. Yeah. Listen, a lot more people give LeBron flack than I think he deserves. I'm probably one of them. And again, my, my biggest issue was simply... Stop the MJ comparisons until this nigga gets at least six. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. He's got four now. And again, he ain't getting younger. I know he has mystified people with this amazing ability to still play like he's 20. But when Father Time knocks, he don't just knock. He smash your door in like the SWAT. Everybody, I don't care if you butt naked and your mama, get on the floor face down. You ain't got time to put your clothes on and get your shit together when that motherfucker comes. Um, Kobe's the other person who came right out of high school that played a, that's one of the top players. Right. And when it, when it was over for Kobe, mm-hmm. it, it was over. Yeah. Pop. And he was still a strong, I mean, he's everything except for that Achilles. That's what I'm saying. When that motherfucker knock on your door, it ain't subtle. Everybody get up, get out, hey, get out, don't you fucking move. Shh, shh. 
goddamn, let me tell my, let me tell my wife put a robe on. You got her titties out. Put your titties on the carpet. Um, Jordan, when Jordan retired from the Bulls the second time, he didn't want to retire. He said it, but he was forced to. Then he comes back with the Wizards, tendonitis, tore them knees up. Yeah, but he, he said that that's what I did like in that cigar interview, though, when he talks about going to the Wizards and that he didn't want to play. You know, he didn't go there to play, but he, he felt he still had something to give to the, to the players. And not as right. Jordan the star, but as Jordan the teacher. Yeah. I'm going to show you what you can do. Right. All right. We spent a lot of time on Jordan. Love it, nigga. A.B., I think she's a regular now. I think we could start to put... Oh, you... Read the beginning of that. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I got it. Okay. The part about our dicks. No, no, no. Did you read the... Here's what I said when I read it. How would we know who you are? People will know who she is if we read the whole thing. Oh, that's what she meant. Because I was like, how the fuck would we know who you are? And I even looked at the picture and went, I don't know her. But um, the Mookie part you could read, probably. What Mookie part? Where she's giving. Oh, no, I don't want to read any of it then. Yeah. Damn. AB, we love you, though. AB, we love you. But damn, girl, I, now I, got to, I was about to put you in the female all-star league with Shannon, Farrah, and Shamar. But I got to put you back on the bench. All right. Uh, damn. I wanted to read it because I thought it was fun. Well, wait. The part about sucking the dicks. That was, we could read that part, right? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this is crazy. Because she said, hold up. I'm not going to say that, none of that part. Well, basically, in context, we read an email from her before. Uh, and she, she said in her own words about... Uh, her sucking me and Andy's dicks and me and Andy, I made the joke about it'd be crazy if she was really literally running from two different rooms to suck our dicks. And you, Oh, Andy Aries. So, uh, that's why I wanted to follow up with this email, but I can't, um, because she said it would connect the dots and I guess yeah, her coworkers or something. Yeah. She, and she doesn't need that. All right. So fuck it. Rashad Simmons this nigga this is short and sweet exactly he says the list of my favorite games from the 80s was Hall of Fame worthy but you added an extra BA with Contra and it wasn't infinite life it was 30 you know what dog you're right that's my bad on that but shit nigga you nailed it keep two podcasts per week I need that shit to boost my adrenaline you know, Rashad, you're very confusing to me. I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> I feel like when Tony Soprano said to Jackie Jr., you know, I haven't made up my mind what I want to do with you. I don't know what I want to do with you. Because sometimes I like you. Other times, I don't like you, nigga. I don't know what I want to do. I, I know that I have a cot for you in my house for you to lay down if you want to lay down. And I got the main door open but I got the screen door closed and locked. So you can look in the crib and see the cot, but you can't come in yet. Uh, I think he feels the same way about us, though. Nah. Giovanni. Uh, how James Gandolfini navigates emotion. 
Hello, Aries and Andy. I've been wanting to write into you guys for a while now, and the YouTube video I am sharing with you seemed like a good sign to finally do so. It's a video that analyzed one scene in The Sopranos and showcases James Gandolfini's talent as an actor. It breaks down that scene where he's talking about having a panic attack, which leads to him having a panic attack in therapy. It's about a 10-minute video. That guy's channel has a lot of interesting videos like that. Check Check it out. It's called Nerd Writer One. Anyway, I've been listening to your podcast since you were on the Woody Show for your viral video anniversary, and you mentioned the podcast. Being a fan of yours, I decided to check it out. I think you had less than 20 episodes at the time, so I binged them all and have listened to you two ever since. At one point, I wanted to know what Andy looked like, so I looked him up and was surprised because I wasn't expecting a Brian Posen lookalike. I, oh, yeah, yeah. He wasn't. Posein. Posein. Is that how you say that? Yeah. I never knew how to pronounce his last name. I agree with the folks that say you two have a great working relationship and chemistry. Andy, there are times when I'm yelling at my phone because you're stuck on a word or phrase, and I'm over here acting like you're going to hear me. Like in that recent episode, 197, you were trying to come up with another word for selling out. I thought, oh, he probably wants to say compromising instead. If or when you get around to doing more, Damn, nigga, why you just leave it at that? What the fuck was he trying to say? You left us on a cliffhanger, man. If or when you get around to doing more 80s movies discussions, I would like to hear your take on some hidden gems that I feel often get overlooked, like 3 O'Clock High. 3 O'Clock Highs. That's a great movie. It's a comedy? It's a comedy. It's about about the geeky guy who's going to get beat up by the... Dude, that movie has some such cool... uh, uh, the way they shot it and some mm-hmm. cool things that are just so small that you see in movies all the time. And I, that movie gets no credit. Mm. It's a great movie. All right. Um, uh, or Top Secret. Top the, Secret, that's the one with the... Yeah, you know, nah. You didn't like that? Uh, is that the one with the popcorn? At the very end where he's... Yeah, he's man, the, yeah. Dude, he's a scientist. He's a, he's one of the smartest guy, but he just wants to hang out and be a normal person. Right. Dude, I thought that movie was so funny back then. The day I saw that movie, I was so disappointed. I remember I saw it at Lowe's Theater in Midtown Manhattan. I was so disappointed. That's what made me, in that same day, go see Howard the Duck. And that wasn't disappointing? Oh, no. I was a kid, man. A big fucking duck that talks. Um, But if you talk about scary movies again, The Witches was traumatizing. You ever heard of that? Uh Yeah, I never heard of that. Well, I think I've unloaded enough of my first email to you, so I'll bid you adieu for now. Sincerely, Giovanni, a.k.a. Javante. So which is it, nigga? Giovanni or Javante? Those are two very specific uh, ethnicities. What the fucking uh, Giovanni? He's a fucking Italian. But he saw Javante, three o'clock. that's a nigga. He saw Three O'Clock High. I, I'm, very, I'm, I'm very pleased with You that. perked up, nigga. Yeah. It's like you did a line of coke. That, that's one of those movies that I, I always say to people, have you ever seen this? And they go, no, I never saw it. So it doesn't. Like uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, it, but there's Buckaroo Banzai has a, like this cult following. That, like If you type in Buckaroo Banzai on your phone, a bunch of shit's going to come up. Really? Yeah. Because there's that much shit called Buckaroo Banzai? No, because that, the movie has a following. Oh, okay. I never knew that. Yeah. It, it, there's, there's more weird people besides me. All right. Um, Andre Oliver, dude, oh, fan for life, Andre Oliver, dude, 
You read my email out on the show. Much appreciated, my man. Much appreciated, man. Uh, my mates heard mates. Oh, you, I think this is London nigga. Uh, my mates. I checked all oh, might. I checked out Andy's set from two years ago on YouTube. Andy's Mexican Jew joke was hilarious. Andy, you're really a funny dude. So much self-deprecating you do like you're a wizard. Aries looks like an old school rapper. Let me try this again. Andy's Mexican Jew joke was hilarious. Comma, he puts. Andy, you're you're a really funny dude. So much self-deprecating. Oh, you do look like you're a wizard. Aries looks like an old school rapper. <laughs> okay. Okay. Question. You guys are older than me, so you understand. Who was crazier? Mike Tyson in his prime versus George Foreman in his prime. I say George, but they're both badly beaten up to shit. Well, you're wrong on two counts. Number one, George Foreman was never known as being crazy. He was quiet. Uh, he was a quiet killer. Um, down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. And if, and, if, and if anybody out there has never seen that fight, YouTube Joe Frazier versus Foreman. That nigga hit that nigga so hard, he made him bounce. He made him hit the ground and then bounce off the ground. Um, yeah, George never had a reputation for being crazy like Mike. Um, the only thing those two guys had in common was extreme knockout power. Um, George was just quiet, man, and aloof. Um, and you're wrong on the second count. Both them dudes didn't get beat up. Uh, Muhammad Ali is really the only guy, and he didn't even really beat him up. George tired himself out, and as you see that, that round where he got knocked out, he was just tired, and Ali caught him with some good combinations. You didn't beat George up. Um, I guess you could say Mike, the only person I really think beat Mike up was Buster and Holyfield in the first fight. Other than that, Mike more or less quit on himself. Um, Lennox, Lennox kind of beat him up too. Yeah, so you know that's my assessment on that. Um, Mike's always been the craziest one, right? And I'm just, I'm just happy the brother came out on top, yeah, and, and the crazy didn't kill him or put him in jail. But Mike wore all that on his sleeve, all of it. You knew what you got. There was no phoniness. There was no hiding. You knew what the fuck you got. Here's my question. Both in their prime, who wins? Foreman or Tyson? I think prime versus prime. prime. At the peak powers. I, I don't think Tyson gets I don't think Tyson can get to him. Shit. You don't think Tyson could get to him? Fucking Foreman is tailor made for Tyson to get to him. Tyson had footwork, head movement. Bob Weaving. You mean you don't think Tyson hits him? I don't think Tyson can knock him out. Shit. I think Foreman gets him in and just does that. that, that <clears throat> washing his clothes. <clears throat> Let me tell you something, dude. I think that if Tyson was slow and didn't move, whoever hits who first is out of there. But Mike, I'm talking Kevin Rooney Mike. Side to side, peekaboo, ducking footwork, knew how to cut off the ring through combination punches and bunches. And you talk about a guy who's slow with looping, telegraphed shots. But he, Mike dips one of them bitches. 
three-punch combination, bloop, bloop, bloop. Foreman's out of there. Out of there. He's just such a... Yeah, you're probably right. I'm not the boxing guy, but it just it, the way that he boxed, his size. Yeah, his size and his strength. But when you move like that, Ali told you how to beat him. Yeah, but Ali took a beating to beat him. Right, but that was the genius. He knew, hey, man, watching machine, looping punches, take rib shots, cover up, tire out, nigga, you out of here. Yeah, but he took a beating. It wasn't like he, uh, I mean, he took a beating to his body to get that. You know, taking a beating like you just really getting your ass whooped versus taking a beating doing what you got to do for a win you know you can strategically get, I don't think that's a beating. It's a sacrifice. There had to be a time as that fight went on where Ali was like, I I hope he wears out. There has to be a moment like, I hope he wears out. I think Ali knew he was going to wear out. Yeah, that's what he says after the fight. But when you're in that ring and he's still hitting you. Right. He's still coming at you. Now, what, what what round did that end? I want to say nine. Man, to sit there and take that kind of beating. I love when Foreman tells that story where he goes early in the fight. Ali says to him, come on, George. Is that all you got? He goes, yep, that's pretty much it. (laughs) 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 So, again, I think Ali knew something. Yeah. That was the genius that was Ali. FFB332, Mob Williams. Money problems. Hey, what's up, Aries? I was thinking about what you said about if you were rich and you and your kid's mom would be much better off. But I got the thinking. I got the thinking. He got thinking. I got. Can you catch that? I got thinking. (laughs) $10, a lot of money. I remember uh, I got. Thinking, I yeah, sometimes I read some of these motherfuckers' mistakes, and it make me make mistakes. Like stupidity is a uh, not only stupidity, but flawlessness or f- flaws is a is a is a airborne c- contraction you can catch. But but you know, I e- chew, nigga. E- I got now. I got to choose. Emails aren't uh, supposed to be like perfectly written. They're not. A, it's not a letter. It's an email. It doesn't always have to have correct punctuation. I am not buying into that type of laziness. Okay. I'm, my mother made me do book reports during the summer. But you didn't send it out as an email. Nope. But if I said I got thinking, I got ass whooping. <laughs> uh, I remember in an old interview, 50 Cent said when he wasn't rich, him and his son's mom got, a, got along great. But when he became rich, now they don't talk and he doesn't have a relationship with her or his son, and he believes money did that to them. Look at Dr. Dre's wife. Money couldn't keep them happy together, so respectfully, is she just a selfish person? Do you believe money would make things easier for y'all? Love the podcast. I think no matter what, there has to be a base, a foundation for love. If you love each other, at the heart of it, Money only makes things better. If you can't stand each other, money makes things tolerable until it ain't tolerable no more or until she's been in it long enough 
where she can cash her chips. Yeah, I, I just don't feel the same way about money as you do. And that's surprising coming from... It's money... Money can solve problems or money can be the problem. But you have to have a balance so that money isn't the pro- doesn't cause the problems. And if you have... Whatever problems you have going into getting money... Those will be magnified with money. Whatever problems you have going into it, yeah. Like if you, if you, well, yeah. If you, yeah, real problems like fucked up, self afflicting problems, drugs, alcohol, insecurities, not not taking care of yourself. Uh, okay, yeah, self inflicting, yeah. But anything else, money cleans that right up. Money just pays bills. Oh, that's all it does. Okay, shit, my bad. But some motherfuckers can't pay their bills, right? And then that's because that's a money problem. But then you can also have problems where because you don't take care of your, drugs is too easy. Uh, but drugs is an easy one because now I have more money, I can buy more drugs. So, that but becomes, that ain't doing nothing but hurting you, right? But that's what people do who aren't don't have a balance in life that don't have. Uh, that have the wrong people around them that don't have their life together. Money, if you don't have your life together and it isn't together, if it isn't, if your life isn't together solely because of financial problems, you need money because this X, Y, Z has to be paid for. And this is the only problem I have in my life. Money can fix your pro- your life. But that's not usually the case for most people. Most people have other extenuating circumstances that uh, money is going to cause problems. And like you said, if you had some insecurity, like uh, uh, let's say you're the, uh, let's say you're the nerd, and you find a, a nice woman, you have a good relationship, and then you become Jeff Bezos, and I, I'm only using Bezos. Well, as an let's say you're the nerd, um, Bill Gates. Yeah. Well, he he seemed to have managed it all right. I don't know, but if you're the nerd and you have a bunch of money, and now you're driving the cool car, and now women are looking at you, and you've always been insecure, now and you're married, now you might have. A woman problem because now you might want to go. Well, I would like to know what uh, fucking this uh, woman's yeah, like. Yeah, I, I think I think that certainly could happen, but I also think those guys know. You have to know. At that point, it, it's about your money because confidence and swagger and the ability to talk to women and talk a bitch out her drawers, whether you got money or not. That's a confidence that you have. So if you don't have money, you fucking. If you got money, you really fucking. Guys that don't have that confidence and that swagger, they know that bitch is being bought. Now, if that if that's fine with you, chicken nigga, ma- mazel tov. But it's amazing. I think a lot of those dudes who have that kind of money and can get the Ferrari and the Lamborghini and can have the Swedish model and fly in Learjets and helicopters, they know they can do it. But for some reason, that confidence or that lack thereof is still crippling. It's crippling. Even though they know they got the money to, 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 bought, to buy false, a false sense of security and pleasure... At the end of the day, listen, man, talking to a woman is hard. That's hard, man. It, it, trying to talk them out they draws is hard. That's a talent. 
Like that, I put that up there with nigga NBA niggas, the, whoever, the, some of the best niggas in football, baseball, boxing. Skill. That's a skill, dude. To approach a woman, a, yeah. as, and especially the batter she is. That rejection hurt, man. But that the, rejection shirt shut niggas down to where they go, I don't think I could do this. But a lot of those guys that you're talking about, guys that are, have the fame, the fortune, people, they're not going up to... Women are actually coming to them. It changes the but way... But they it, know it's still... They know the reason why, though. It doesn't make... They it, know it's bullshit. Yeah, but it doesn't make a difference because... To a lot of them, it does. Maybe, maybe so. To the smart ones, it does. Listen... I think if you don't know how to talk to abroad, but you got the means to get it because of your materials and your money, have fucking fun. So what? Rock, nigga. Yeah, but that could cause other problems in your life now. If you let it. If you ain't trying to wife this chick, make her a regular, and you just trying to get in, get out, and shoot your male mayo, have fun, nigga. Break the bitch off. Which one? Break off. With this ain't gonna be up front. This ain't going nowhere. <laughs> if I got Bill Gates dough, I'm going, hey, look, what you want? A Mercedes? What you want? A condo? All right, I'll get that to you. In exchange, suck all of my cop. And, and and get despicable with it. It is what it is. If you're looking for love, if you're looking for something substantial, if you're looking for something meaningful. Now nah, that's a different that's a different conversation. Yeah, but also when you do that, when you have that kind of fun, when you have that kind of fundage, and you, I like that fun for the fun fundage for the fun. Yeah, fundage. fun fundage. You have fundage. I got fun fundage. Yeah. But when you have that kind of fundage, right? It, it it changes your mental makeup because okay, so now this is all it takes to get that. Yeah, but that changes you. So there, I'm saying you have to have the only way money really works for you. Is if you if you already know who you are, you have to have that, and you have to have the right people around you to be able to truly enjoy what you that. I'd envy you because I I, I really am starting to believe the more you want it, the more you chase it, the more it runs, and you have such a cavalier <laughs> about money and certain things that I go. I, I wish I could think that way. I wish I could feel that way. But, you know, I've done some fly shit. I've seen a lot of fly shit. And it's an aphrodisiac, not just to women, to men. Yeah. What's the flyest shit you've ever done? Private plane. Have you? Yeah. What was the circumstance? Buddy had a private plane. We hopped on it and went to Vegas. You and him or you and a bunch of guys? A couple, a couple friends. How did that feel? Well, the greatest thing is taking your luggage and putting it in the nose of the plane. Like your overnight bag? Yeah. And then just walking on the plane, not having to go through security, not going through the regular airport. See, look at what you're pulling up. Look at the conveniences. Yeah, you pull up, you pull your car up to... This reminds me of what Patrice said to Anthony. White guys buy sneakers because y'all care about the gel factor. How does this affect the heel when I run? Niggas buy sneakers because it matches their hat. All the shit you just named, the conveniences, not having to go through security. I'm thinking, 
bitch, watch where I land this motherfucker. And I'm coming out with the fucking medallion, the diamonds, nigga. At least 18 African children lost their hands for this necklace. Dude, that's so gross. <laughs> like, nigga, I'm coming out with the look at me, goddammit. When I was younger, though, that, that that is what I wanted. When I had things, I wanted people to see me in them. But I, I just, I don't have that, I don't have that same feeling anymore. All right, because it's about. But you did have it at one point. Yeah, like I when I like I, I had a I had a nice car and I wanted people to see me in my nice car. I'd I'd, I'd drive around the block twice so to make sure that they saw me. I can't, I can't see it. I can't see it. It's a, but it's nothing that I, I realized. It's nothing that it 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 made me not real. It made everything else about my life. I, I only want things that you know. I, this is going to sound so stupid, and a lot of people won't get this. Um, I was looking at these uh, apartments when I was moving, and one of the door, one of the all the doors in the house were replaced with new doors. You know, it's an old right. building, but they're all replaced with new doors. But they're it's hollow core doors, so it's those doors you know that are just hollow, uh, but on the inside, you know, they look mm-hmm. nice, but they're very light. The place we got has solid doors. They're the new doors, but they're solid. Right, and there's something about the door the way. It swings the way that it shuts, the way that it feels as you're moving it, mm-hmm. like that it has substance to it. And the other one feels like papery. Right. And, and, and that's when I noticed this. That, to me, that's what, like you just said, though, the gel and the shoe. That's when I noticed the difference in money. Like, I, I would never buy hollow core doors for my house. I'd buy the better door because I like how it feels. It, may, it makes me feel, it, it felt secure when I shut the door. That's how I look at things now. Like, what, what brings me security? What brings me peace? Right. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want it to come off totally superficial as much as it sounds. But you gain peace when you don't have to worry about shit. But- and, and when you can enjoy shit to the most max level of pleasure. There's a certain power in that. No stress, no drama, just a calm. You don't get pedicures, do you? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. I always tell dudes, get pedicures, man. It's nice. Not just because your feet look good, but when you just take a minute for a half hour to sit in that chair, and and the good chairs with the massage, and you lean back, and you got uh, Kim Lee or Lee Yang, Cutting your nails and digging with the cuticles and getting that dead skin. Man, it's relaxing. It is. It's now, very peaceful. Now, imagine having that chair in your crib and Ye Ling come over your house and your, you, your woman, maybe your teenage daughter, all y'all just chilling in, a, in whatever the room that the chair is in. And you're getting that done at your house. Come on, man. That that peace, that calm. Maybe you don't appreciate it as much because you had to leave your house to go get that done and take time for yourself. See, you're doing the gel. That's the sneaker gel. But I'm just telling you it's the truth, though. You got to look at it. You know, my, my, uh, Michael Douglas, it also affects other people because you said, you said I'm, I'm only going to bring this up because you said, you know, your family, your kids, your wife is in there. Michael Douglas, uh, successful actor, mm-hmm. made a lot of money. He lost his kid to uh, to drugs because that money affected that family in a different way. 
Now, there's families that have lots of money and don't have that problem, and there's families that have that money and and don't have that problem, and there's families that don't have money and still have that problem. So I'm not right. blaming it all on the money. But sometimes these things get lost in... I hear you. You have to be grounded. You have to have a certain amount of... Uh, I, I, I would say this. You put a Band-Aid to protect your... Uh, to protect like a wound or something that's hurt, but it isn't the cure. The cure is you got to give it time, and it and it and it and it and it scabs over, and then it becomes right. money. Money is kind of like that. You have problems, but your problems occur because of who you are for the most part. And throwing money at it might put some band aids on those problems, but those problems are still there, and you have to fix those problems before that money can do any good for you. Yeah. Listen, I'm not saying you're wrong. I hear you. But again, in terms of the numbers, I'm sure there are more people with money that don't have drug problems or kids with drug problems than there are the, the people with money that do. Uh, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just, you know, that to me is an, is an extreme example. It's an extreme example. But what I'm saying is, I don't know what the reason that happened. Who knows what the reasons are? But I'm saying, if you have a good family, if you're raising your family, there's I'll put it this way. I've seen families before that didn't have a lot of money, and then they get money, and I see problems in the family that weren't there before. The money added to their, their stress and their thing. Is the right word exacerbates? Yeah, I think it might. Yeah. I like when I say big words correctly. Yeah. It reminds me that I'm a little little smart. Yeah. Exacerbates. Uh, and I and I think that can I, I just what, to 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 your to your sole idea that that everything is for to get to the money part isn't you know what here's here's this is this is where me and you'd so differ that pizza now pizza? I don't know any pizza I don't know if you guys know this about Aries I might have said this on another podcast but I took Aries to this really good pizza place in Phoenix yeah amazing pizza place when Zag until I took Andy. To my diners, drive-ins, and dives, La Pizza in Phoenix. So I ended up trumping his pizza. Place. No, it was as good, but I really still like Bianco Pizza better. But it's that place is really good. All right. The place that you got, you you took me to. I'm not going to deny it. They're both great pizza places. But this one, I took him there, and uh, even at the other place, Aries doesn't eat the crust. Man, you don't appreciate the whole pizza. The crust is there for a reason. You just want the good stuff. Exactly. That pizza, that crust, that's the base. That's the good stuff. That's what keeps it all together. That's what holds it together. That's, ah. that's the handle of the pizza. You don't get that pizza without that handle. Mm. You've got to enjoy the crust. That's what life is. All right. You've got to enjoy the crust. I want to see if I'm using this in the right context before we move to this last email. Uh, real quick, I just want to make sure because I know I said it right, but hold on. The definition of exacerbate. No, you used it right. Exacerbate means make a problem, bad situation, or negative feeling worse. Oh, God damn it. See, I was about to fuck it up. I thought it... I, okay, I, I used it right. Yeah. But I also thought it had something to do with bigger, right? Well, it, to add to it is to make it bigger. Right. Right. So if I said to a girl, <laughs> so 
if I said to a girl, if a girl was like, oh, Aries, I want you because you got so much money. Put that dick in me. I was like, all right, first of me, jack off so I could exacerbate my dick. <laughs> no, I don't think that one. I don't think Because it'd work. make it bigger. Yeah, but th- it's not the problem. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, last one. This is from Kelly J. First of many, yo, A&A, what up? I like that, A&A. I like that. There's something about that has a ring to it. Yo, it's A&A. Like if we had a commercial, I don't know what the commercial would be. Insurance, car repair. Fix your credit with A&A. Our own root beer, A&A, of A&W. A&W. And in Aries root beer. Yeah, that might be something to think about. Aries and, oh, triple A. A-A-N-A. Aries and Andy Ale. There we go. That might go up big in London. Yeah. Mike, have you got that new Aries and Andy Ale? I'll go with triple A. Aries and Andy Ale. And I think that's sexy. That might not work here. But I think in London, that'll be the shit. Hey, what you drinking, Mike? Give me an Aries and Andy Ale. Maybe you could do the do that. You could do the Godfrey uh, thing where he's. Do you have the, Do you have the Aries and Andy Ale? I don't have the Aries and Andy Ale. Are you going to get the Aries and Andy? I'm going to get the Aries and Andy. I don't have. When he says, like, "Do you have the money?" I don't have the money. Oh, you got more money. Oh, don't have it. Um, you got the Aries and Andy Ale. Oh, don't have it. You don't have the Aries and Andy Ale. Oh, don't have it. I want Aries and Andy Ale. Oh, don't have it. Then Jason Statham comes out. He wants the Aries and Andy Ale. That's a fucking commercial, nigga. That's how popular the beer is. And it's just a cold open of a crowded uh, bar in London. Bunch of noise and shit. And the one guy sticks his hand through a, 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 a crowded sea of people at the bar. He says to the bartender, I want the Aries and Andy Ale. Oh, no, Eddie. He's shouting to him amongst the crowd. I want the Aries and No, it's three different people all doing that. I want the Aries and Andy Ale. Oh, no, Eddie. You got Aries and Andy Ale. Oh, no, Eddie. And then finally, Jason Statham comes in with it. He has it. Oh, I have the Aries and Andy Ale. Aries and Andy Ale. Get it before they don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awesome. <laughs> we just, yeah. Get it before they don't have it. Get it before they don't have it. Like that. Fucking Andy. You think I'm bullshitting. <laughs> Alright, I'm starting this. We're gonna have to give Godfrey a percentage. Or a little uh at least a not a percentage, but a like a fee. Okay. Right? Yeah. Get that Jew knocking to yours knocking. So that we can come up with the Aries and Andy Ale so we have fun fundage. The Andy's and Aries Ale is gonna give us fun fundage. Mm. Just picture me with fun fundage. That bitch going, I want half your money. Oh, don't have it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelly J. Yo, A&A, what up? My name is Kells. I'm 29. I'm from Gary, Indiana, hometown of MJ, Michael Jackson. Oh, I read this in email. Okay, uh, let me finish. Uh, I'm finally writing into the podcast, but consider me a regular because this will be first of many. I've been a loyal listener since the pandemic started. I came across the podcast from Aries IG page. I'm I'm mad I was so late to the game, but it's all good because I officially started from episode one 
a couple weeks ago. So I'm staying up to date on the current episodes while simultaneously playing catch up on the previous ones. I'm currently on episode 76. Them humble beginnings are crazy. Man, them humble beginnings are crazy, man. I never listened to the podcast before, you guys, but y'all got me so hooked that I even started my own with my best friend. It's called Best Friend Talk. Best friend. Oh, I see what you did there. Fran. Made it sound like friend. Gotcha. Best Friend Talk. Oh, that's kind of nice. It ain't as catchy as Aries and Andy Ale, but it's nice. (laughs) We're only uh, a few episodes in, but we're doing numbers. But anyway, I'm glad y'all decided to start a podcast because Aries, you're hands down one of the greatest. I grew up on Mad TV, and you were always my favorite. And Hollywood, look, I'm smiling, is one of the best specials I've ever seen from beginning to end. Hilarious. Your raw, unapologetic comedy is hard to find nowadays, and your real fans appreciate you for staying true, brother. And Andy, I applaud you for following your dreams at the age of 42. That's bold, brave, and commendable. I have the utmost respect for you. I haven't heard of your comedy yet, but you must have some chops if Aries vouches for you. Based on what I've heard from the podcast, you're a humble, respectable cat, and you know your shit. Again, nothing but respect for you, Andy. I like this nigga, says Andy. <laughs> I, see, I see you guys are scheduled to be in Schaumburg, Illinois at the end of January. I will definitely be there. Can't wait to see you guys kill it. Keep doing your thing. P.S. Aries, your sister was my third grade teacher at ben- Banneker Elementary back in Gary. She even showed us a home video one time of you as kids. You were running around the living room being goofy. As an eight-year-old, it was nothing less than amazing to see the funny guy that's on your TV every Saturday night as a silly kid playing in his living room. Best regard, Kells, a.k.a. Wizard Kelly, y'all. All All right. By the way, Wizard Kelly is the recurring character that I do on the cartoon Proud Family for Disney. So that's why he said, Wizard Kelly, y'all. That's what he says. So your sister's a teacher? She's a teacher, and what's interesting is uh, Gary, Indiana, my grandmother, every summer we would drive from Jersey to Gary and stay at my grandmother's house. Uh, and, you know, listen, man, I got to – you just – he almost made me bring back some memories, man, because living in the city and growing up in Manhattan, uh, and, again, I always say my playground, me and my sister, was an abandoned parking lot, and we grew up around the bodegas, quarter waters – all the Puerto Ricans and the Dominicans, I know black. Um, to take that drive from Jersey to Indiana and be in a house for the first time. And my grandmother had a little bit of money. Uh, I'm not trying to exacerbate the situation, but she had a little bit of money. Um, and it was the first time me and my sister felt ha- had our own rooms. My, my, my grandmother had like a, like a five-bedroom house. And, you know, prior to that, me and my sister was sleeping in the same room. And I don't even was a room. It was a studio apartment in New York. Um, And to see grass for the first time and a lawn and a backyard and the suburbs. I could almost smell it like it was yesterday. And uh, it was a cool feeling, man. Like, holy shit. You know, to be around that was was good. My grandmother could be mean as motherfucker at times, uh, which I think sometimes that's where my 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 mother got it. But uh, my my grandmother was serious business, 
and she used to talk with a draw. I told y'all don't be hanging down there in that basement now. Nah. Uh, she was old school, nigga. Whoop your ass with a belt. And I remember her, 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 her boyfriend at the time, Curtis. He was old school, nigga, but she ran shit. He, he was there to just say, yes, ma'am. You know, Curtis, I told you now, don't be putting my goddamn liquor in there with your goddamn cigars. Yeah, Mel. <laughs> so it was, was, was kind of cool, man. <clears throat> yeah, my sister, she still teaches school, I think. Um, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, Sharon. So big shout out to Sharon. That's cool. So were you a goofy kid at eight? Oh, I was fucking hilariously a genius. <laughs> I was a hilarious little genius. Nah, man, I just, you know, I, I love to yuck it up, muck it up for the cameras, man. I just, I just love to be silly and... You know, my father, that's when, you know, again, this is the 80s. This is when, you know, the first cameras, it wasn't even camcorders. It was fucking real, like, news-like cameras. You're on at seven. It's a big, yeah. Yeah, the and, big joints. And the, but it, it was a VHS tape. It just slid out, right? Oh, no. This, nigga, I'm telling you, this was the beginning. Beginning, okay. He had to, he had to strap a, a separate device that you put the tape in that the wires oh, connected yeah, yeah, yeah. to the camera. Like, he looked like... Channel Seven News, nigga, like a like the reporter and the newsman. Um, so yeah, man, I you know first time that came out, we yucked it up, man. We just that's great, hammed it up for the cameras, man. First time VCR, first time camera. And my dad was one of the first to get the phone put in the car. Really? Mm-hmm. Father drove a Mitsubishi van, and he got the fucking phone put in. You couldn't tell him shit. We and we go. He go pedal his tapes uh, right there where I said fucking Gotham is now. Yeah, Twenty Third Street, New York. And every night when we got done, he'd just be in the car and drive home from from Jersey back to to, to I mean from New York back to Jersey. Uh, let me call your mama. Tell her uh, put the bread in the bread box. Nigga making up reasons to call just because he had the fucking phone. Um, But it was fly shit to me back then. That's cool. Good luck to you on your podcast, dude. That's great, man. Uh, Good luck. What's the name of that podcast? Best Friend Podcast. Check it out, guys. I like that, man. That's some really catchy shit. Uh, I wish you luck, brother. You said it's doing numbers. I'd be curious to know what you're doing. You going to do another? No, I was trying to end it with somebody's uh, shit to play, but... All these motherfuckers, um, as I'm looking, I think I got one. Yeah, as I'm looking, everybody just sent me fucking the money. They didn't send the material. So I got a lot of notifications from Cash App going, you've received, you've received. And I'm assuming the material came with it. But um, yeah, man, $10 a lot of y'all. I don't want to not, I don't want to cheat you out your shit. But goddamn, you got to send me the material. So until I find something else, this might be the last one I play. This is from Inspermentalist Davis. Beats for the podcast. What's up, Aries? My name is Brian, a.k.a. Inspermentalist. I'm a music producer based out of Central Jersey area. I'm a fan of your comedy, of your comedy and you and Andy's podcast. Y'all be having me dying when I'm on the way to work. Just wanted to send you a few beats to play towards the end of your podcast. Let me know what you think. So without further ado, 
<clears throat> Y'all, this is Imperial Imperial Mentalistis. Mental whew, I don't even know if is this a real word or some shit he made up. I don't know. Inspermentalist. I'm gonna have to look that shit up. Inspermentalist Davis. Does he have an IG page? Nope. Okay. Best regards, Brian. All right, y'all. If y'all, I mean, maybe try it. Look up Inspermentalist Davis Jr. on Instagram. So without further ado, here's his beats. If there's anybody out there that's looking for a beat maker, here's your guy. Signing off. Thank you. Love you. Uh, Hits 101. Appreciate y'all. New listeners, welcome. And if there are any new listeners as you're listening to this, Please, I emphasize this all the time. I even got an email from somebody or a DM from somebody who said, dude, I went back and started listening from episode one, and I love the growth. Again, guys, I know if you're new to this, you just want to dive right into what is the latest. But if you can, start from episode one, go in order, track the evolution of the show so you can see how certain things came to be, and certain jokes and callbacks will make more sense to you. So that way... If you going, why am I not laughing at this? Or should I be laughing at this? Once you know where it came from, then you'll be laughing at it. Maybe. Hopefully. Okay. Okay. Are we done? Are you signing off? I'm done, man. Yeah, you seem like you're really done. Like you're tired. I'm tired. We have. We got to get ready to go do the show right now. I know, but you know. You want my energy level? Yeah, motherfucker. We doing the show. I was saving it for the show. Oh, okay. All right. Um. That's it. Uh, see y'all. Same bad time, same bad channel next week. Auto Avic. All right. Feel it, baby.